fill up their schedule because God knows how horrific it would be to sit with yourself for 10 minutes and not have to do anything, right? How do you mm-hmm. handle that with your clients? Yeah. I'll have, I'll what, have what she's, she's having. having. Welcome to another edition of Gitarra's Confidence Podcast. This whole, just this whole, you know, back, back in the saddle again for both of us after eight years, right? Oh, has it been that long? It's like, been eight, eight years. Looking, the only one I think in a firsthand manner that has witnessed even oh. just the change in my, I know I look the same. I don't age, but clearly even not, like no. just, but even just my appearance. See, that's why I wanted to have you on the show because you get it because we've kind of had this journey together over these last number of years. And there were two. Th- oh, first of all, hi, everybody. Welcome to She Talks <laughs> Confidence. Super special guest today. My old podcast buddy from 900 years ago. And we've oh been through gosh. a lot together. We were just as we were just talking about the two things that have that for me over the past number of years and the dozen years that I've been doing the coaching is I've been working with women mostly and strong, powerful women that don't see it right they don't embrace it they don't have that inner confidence and it's in and then the second thing is the fact that they have it in some aspects and in some context but they don't know what the true confidence aspect is which is exactly what you were just talking about true confidence is the essence of right it's yeah. the acceptance of so i do want to throw <laughs> this out there just just to kind of give you your props okay cuz i cuz i think you deserve it cuz you've done a lot of work so your reiki master Somatic and intuitive movement guide, trauma-informed embodiment mentor specializes in somatic healing, nervous system resilience training, which basically means what to somebody who doesn't know a lot of those terms? Yeah, stress. It means if you are in a high-stress state, there is a possibility that you don't even know it. And so the answer and the inquiry is, Am I in a high stress state? And is this state causing me to be in these patterns and these programs that I hate? But for some reason, I can't do anything about them. And, and something that I've learned along my journey around trauma and the body and physiology is that a lot of times people do not have control. A lot of times people do not have control because the nervous system is what controls the way that we be in life. And if the nervous system is in a stress, high stress state in whatever way that your relative nervous system expresses that, then your body is unconsciously guiding you through life. And so when I say I I work with nervous system resilience training, it's getting to know the nervous system when you are in a window that feels like you're balanced and regulated, then we bring in exercises to heighten the mobility of your nervous system into a stress state so that you can see and you can learn that you have the ability to come back to homeostasis, you know, and it doesn't take as long as you might think. No, that's an incredibly good point. What I'm going through with the clients, taking the difference between contextual confidence and looking into the true aspects of it, the essence, and to your point, that's the baseline. That's the homeostasis. That's the the acceptance of what is. That is the letting go of yeah. the rock and, yeah. and just being with yourself. 
And it is so insanely difficult because of just what you said. The the amygdala hits, right? It goes up. It The subconscious triggers happen. Yes. The subconscious programming happens. All the stuff that's been kind of implemented into your neurosystem over the years yes. and years that you have no idea that it's even there. No idea that you're actually uh, mm. reacting to that. And it gets you to a point where you, all of a sudden you find yourself in one of your terrible negative patterns, whether it be self-destructive or otherwise. Do you have an example or do you have a you know, client or maybe your own journey in terms of how to get to that space? Mm-hmm. And then from there, maybe share a tool or two to be able to start to become more aware of it and, and then start to pattern interrupt out of that. Totally. First, I want to say first full circle moment, because I remember when we first started our podcast, you were the first person I really talked to about the brain and learned about the brain. And I was like, I need to know more about the amygdala. I need to know more about the neocortex and what is happening in the brain. And, you know, at that time I was bartending. And so obviously I was in front of the most interesting people, mostly under the influence. And my brain, my brain would always be like, what is happening in their brain? So I love that because now I do know. You have great stories, a lot great more. bartender <laughs> stories, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those are great. Obviously, I do know a lot more about the brain now. But yeah, it is. It is the brain. It's simple and it's profound and it can also be really difficult for a lot of people. But what I do with my community is we begin sensationally. So we begin to explore. The sensations in our body, and if we can even notice them. Because the nervous system speaks to you through sensation. And so, step one is I guide meditation or I guide breath work, and then I have them explore what sensations are arising. And then I ask, what emotions are arising or what emotions are alive right now? And then from there, I get information, and so do they. And then What I would say is really look back at your life or look at your life in the present moment and notice how you respond or react to stress. And so like for me, I share my story a lot with clients is growing up, I grew up in a high stress environment. So my nervous system got used to being in a high stress environment. And so as I got older, yes. And so as I got older, it was hard for me to notice if I was stressed Mm -hmm. because it would just be these very subtle things that would happen. I would maybe sleep more than normal. But at that point in my life, I had always three jobs, right? Or I would be more irritable or more judgmental or my reaction to life would be to numb out in whatever ways, if that was substances or with within the relationships I was in. And so you have to really put your finger on how are you handling stress? So to go back to my story, I disassociated a lot when I was little to handle with stress. And so getting older and into my adult life, I continued to disassociate, but in the form of distraction or overstimulation that would keep me away from the body in stress. 
And then right. so from as, there- as an, exa- as, as an example yeah. of that, which is very good, very, very good point. You're taking yourself and it's substituting external stimulation. What's a good example of, of that, of taking it and overstimulating from an exterior type of a thing? What's a good example yeah. of that? It happens all the time. People overbook themselves, it, their schedule. They overbook their schedule. They plan trips. They plan coffee dates. They're exhausted. They work out twice a day. They don't ever block out their calendar because they are trying to distract themselves from the body's sensations that want, that are trying to alert the human mind that we need some support. And it seems like that would be a downward spiral big time because you've got that internal energy that needs to be reconciled. You've got, then you've got all the external stuff that's taking all of your energy away. It's like a, it's like a double downward spiral when it comes to that, totally. it, which leads to what? It leads to total breakdown, I would assume. Yeah, it does. Or just, it just leads to more subconscious space in the brain that guide life rather mm-hmm. than conscious and specifically created pathways, intentionally created pathways that guide the lives that we want to live, right? Or that guide the confident human that makes decisions based off of who they desire to be, right? Rather than who they are, who they were, and how they have protected themselves in the past. So when they disassociate like that, how do you get them to start to get back into their body? And to Mm, accept it because that's the hard part that I found a lot of times my clients come in and the reason why they're disassociating, the reasons why they're taking it from an external validation thing is because they don't want to face the energy. It's scary. There's a lot of fear involved. There's a lot of things that are coming up. And, and especially with the women that I found that are 30 and older, like 30 to 40 ish, because all that stuff seems to, there's an identity thing that happens at 30. And I don't know if you went through it or something. It's kind of like a, like a quarter life type of a thing that all of a sudden a lot of things come to light and a lot of energies need to be reconciled and they don't know how to do it. It's sort of bubbling mm-hmm. up. And so that's what they do. They go out and they fill up their schedule because God knows how horrific it would be to sit with yourself for 10 minutes and not have to do anything, right? How do you mm-hmm. handle that with your clients? Yeah. Yeah. So clients come to me, we, we begin with meditation and there's this technique that I teach them. It's called the bean technique. And one of my teachers taught it to me. And it's something that I have used like every single day for the past five years that has completely changed the way I view myself and the world. But why I use this technique, it's basically a mantra based technique where we recite I am, or the word aham, which is Sanskrit for I am, for we start at 10 minutes. That's all we do. And we we recite it in the mind. We do that every single day for that week. And then when we meet, we speak about what comes up, what distractions perhaps arose. And so what this technique does, it's more of like a mental and an emotional, I don't want to call it a detox because the, the point is to notice these the mindset that we carry and the emotions that we haven't let go been with and then we release it so it's like we look at everything coming to the surface and then we release it and so meditation can be really hard for a lot of people it was really hard for me when i first started exploring Mm -hmm. it but Mm -hmm. it gives you 
so much information. It gives you so much information about yourself. And then also, you know, two weeks will pass and all of a sudden you're not drinking as much coffee. All of a sudden you're not drinking as much wine. All of a sudden you're having really conscious conversations or you met a friend or a potential partner that really aligns with who you are because the defense mechanisms that we have in our energy field that are that are put there by our nervous system are slowly breaking away. And so it's not easy to explore how is my nervous system right now and what can I do to open it up. There are multiple things you can do, but what I do is I say sit down. You are okay. You are not broken. What are your goals? What lights you up? Like, what do you want to work towards? Okay, let's start with meditation. And if you can commit to 10 minutes of meditation a day, then we're going to get the information we need to point us in the direction about what we got to do next week. And then the week after, it's like this gradual exploration of self. It is not this huge, immediately impactful moment. Yeah, the epiphany thing, isn't that, that's, that's a huge, huge thing in what we do and with our clients is because clients come in and even if it's a six week program or something, they expect after six weeks, they'll be cured. I mean, literally cured of something. First of all, you can't be cured of what you're dealing with. It's just process. Uh, the, the second thing is trying to sit there and talk to them and convince them that this is a lifelong journey. You're gaining oh, tools, yeah. you're gaining experience, you're surrounding yourself with the right people, you're starting to become in touch with yourself, you're starting to be able to know what grounding is, how to get there, and then to work from that point onward. Mm. The one thing that came up for me when you were speaking is the meditation is so hard for, first of all, for everybody at the beginning. That there's so many people that get so discouraged, and I'm, I'm sure you see this as well because you just mentioned it. In terms of your clients going, oh, I can't get anything out of it or all oh, my mind's racing. Well, that's the point. The point yeah. is, is that you have to be okay with that happening. And the funny thing is, is that you realize more and more how crazy your mind is when you do try to sit down for t- just yeah. 10 minutes to be able to do that, right? That How do you, yeah. do, do you have to do something to keep your clients in the loop in terms of, or like committed to that because that's the hardest thing. And I got to be honest yeah. with you, with my clients, because I give them options of journaling or, or, or meditation or affirmations. I think meditation is insanely powerful and I do it every day, but it, it's a commitment and it's not easy. How do you keep them committed when they come to you yeah. and say, oh, this, is, this isn't working? People will come and they'll say, I don't want to sit with my thoughts and mm-hmm. that is information alone and I'll be yeah, like well what thoughts sure. do you think are going to come up and I was there and and not to not to veer off but I had an I had a realization I sat with ayahuasca for the first time a month ago and I had a realization that was very similar to when I first started meditating I was afraid to see what was going to come up in my mind I didn't want to sit with my thoughts the regret or the shame or the doubt and the ego, whatever. And I was terrified going into this medicine ceremony. And what I realized coming out of it is like, I was so afraid to be with these made up things that my mind made up that weren't true about me. They weren't true because it was actually really pleasant to be with my thoughts. And so I say all that to say is, if you are one of those people that 
are a little hesitant to be with your thoughts. It's like you, your thoughts are creating this story that is way more extreme than it really is because your mind is intricate. Your mind is brilliant. And that, and although, you know, there's mindset work and there's all this stuff to shift the way that we think, the way that we think to witness the way that you think is going to give you a lot of information. So what I do is when I I sign a one-on-one client, I say, okay, we'll make some time because four days in a row, we're going to be leaving one-on-one, not to coach, not to chat, not to work, but to meditate together. And so Mm. I kind of teach them this meditation and I'm by their side the whole time, at least for four days. Because it's it's simple, but also we get distracted, the phone rings, our kids come home, and whatever that is. And so I say, plan 30 minutes for a call. We're going to meet at 3 p.m. every day for four days. And then this is the technique you're going to be doing our whole relationship together. And then I have a guided meditation that is the same technique that I also give them to use on the days that they do it without the guide. And so I allow them to ask the questions. I allow them to express after the meditation, if it was easy, if it was hard, if it was gratifying and whatnot. And really, it's just, it is what it is. Like, I don't need you to be good at meditation. I just need you to do it. And I need you to trust the process. And I need you to be really patient because, again, when I took my first meditation course with Emily Fletcher, who's incredible, I paid like $378 for this two-week course. I think I took the payment plan option because I didn't really have the money at that at that time. And it absolutely changed my life because I committed every single day to it. Did it change my life in that moment? No. But I can tell you, looking back, that was five years ago, that it absolutely laid out the foundation for the conscious human that I try to be most of the time right now. That's the old Confucius thing about how do you move a mountain one stone at a time? And you, you, yeah. you can't just sit there and, and lift it up. You talked about commitment. You talked about awareness. You talked about reframing. You know, you talked about all those programs. I call it the movies in your mind. You know, the movies are running, but you, you can change the real. And that's the thing that a lot of women, strong and powerful and very confident women that are leaders in industry, and, all, and they still deal with the same thing. They still deal with the yeah. imposter syndrome. They're still dealing with this, these these things in the mind and these programs in the mind that aren't theirs. They didn't create them. They didn't put them in there. It was just from the old neuropathic highways that got laid there when they didn't realize what's happening. So that's totally. the hardest part. So I I thank you very much for all of that. And I would say that if somebody were to come up to you, not not a client, and just say you know, and they but they know what you do, right? And they say, listen, I want to do something that's uh, fast and easy and get the ball rolling and all this kind of stuff. What would you suggest? Yeah. Uh, I would say breath work. I would say it's going to be a process. But if you want to meet yourself in a confident moment, in a quick way that might last, it might not, depending on what you do with the information that you get, let's do 30 minutes of an intense breath work technique that is going to move some energy within the body. It's like it's like doing a 30-minute HIIT workout. After that workout, you feel so good and confident. Same with breath work. 
But again, it's like the choice is yours to do with what you learn. That's another thing right now in the wellness space is like there's these breathwork techniques or breathwork sessions that are like super cathartic and they're so intense and you just kind of cry and you scream and it feels really good afterwards because of course it does. But are you receiving information or are you just receiving mm-hmm. the sensational experience? And or what are you doing with the information that you're receiving? That's kind of where I'm at in my practice right now is integration is like the most important thing to build confidence. I have viewed the word confidence in a very different way since I've learned about the body. Confidence is safety in the body. It's the way you feel in your nervous system. And that doesn't mean the way that you look. It doesn't mean if you like the way that you look. That's not it. And I mean, there's some there's some things that tie together there as well. But confidence is safety in the body. When you meet someone who's just like smooth and collected and is just like grounded, it's because their nervous system, you know, is really open to their environment and they feel safe in their environment and they feel safe in their internal environment as well. It's the same thing. I have, I break out my confidence into two, two parts. There's a little C confidence a lowercase c, and that's contextual. That's, you know, mm-hmm. more related to competence than confidence, but people get those confused yeah. all the time. If they feel like they're confident in something or if they're going to a party that they don't know anybody, they're like, oh, I don't know. You don't, you don't have to necessarily be, you know, confident in, in, you know, being a party or a social person. That's the lowercase c. It's very contextual. It's very situational. The uppercase C, which is true confidence, is the essence of yourself. It's the contact. It's the grounding. It's the understanding of you whole and complete. That's it. From that mindset comes the, because everything's connected, obviously, right? So it's from that mindset, mind, body, soul, everything gets integrated into that and, and everything gets settled into that. And that's your baseline and that's your foundation. And that's where the, and that has everything to do with the nervous system because once you have that essence and you accept that for what it is and you accept yourself for what, what you are, who you are at any moment, at any time, then that starts to calm everything down and then impacts the nervous system. And then, you know, and then enlightens the soul and everything kind of comes into being. Can you stay in that 24 hours, seven days a week? That'd be great if you could, but we all Mm -hmm. have to deal with crap that comes at us all the time. And a lot of times we just react and we, what it, and that's not the point. The point is not to react. The point is to do your reaction because a lot of times your reaction is based on the ego stuff and your defense mechanisms and all that. Once you do react though, it's a matter of pattern interrupting before you go down that hole where the patterns of the neural pathway patterns took you before. Now, because you're more aware now, because you've done meditation and things have opened up and you have a better understanding of who you are and where you're at at any time, then you can start to pattern interrupt those things and say, well, wait a minute. I don't want to do that. That was, you know, yeah. that's not going to help me out in the grand scheme of things. That's the essence of true confidence. It's so interesting because kind of like we were speaking in the beginning, I always knew I wanted to hold space for people. I always knew I wanted mm-hmm. to be a coach. And this was before the coaching industry was possible and even like popular. Also with my voice and with with the podcast, like we started our podcast like 2015 that was like 2015 2015 and and before that i was on an internet radio working for an internet radio network that was before podcasts were a dime a dozen and so you know yeah yeah. it's cool to feel the evolution of 
my essence, but it's also really gratifying to know that my essence has always been my essence. Like that's such a great point though. You're you're you Lexi now is you how you were. It, it's always been yeah. there. It's a matter of grounding yourself in that and making it more of a whole and complete system. Now you can go off and mentor and teach and that's yeah. what you've been doing. So, and that's, and that's great. So how can somebody get a hold of you to do breath work, to do meditation, to go through your process? Mm, so right now, Instagram is the best place to get a hold of me. My Instagram is Lexi.Rodriguez.Smith. Just send me a message on the DMs and we'll chat. I also co-host and co-facilitate a breathwork and meditation certification. So if you're interested in that, I'm right now hosting a four-month integration group for space holders. It's all for women. So it's space holders in any field. I have doctors in there. I have movement instructors, breathwork instructors. I have women that space hold on the side, but also are in the corporate field. And so they're just trying to integrate basically the journey of life. And so we meet twice a month and just chat about different topics, really exploring intimacy and truth and what is being amplified in the environment that it is time to integrate. Because you guys can listen to this podcast and inspiration hits and perhaps you take action upon that and then perhaps you stop. But like, what is it that is, is putting you in that freeze state? And so, yeah, I also work one-on-one with people. And so if you're interested in exploring breathwork and meditation, elevation, embodiment, psychedelics, anything. It's always good to talk. It's been a while. It's been too long, obviously. Thanks, everybody. If there's any comments, questions, whatever, you know, this is the new. Oh, by the way, for the record, this is the last show that I'm putting up in Surrounded by Idiots. So We're you have bookended. <laughs> so we started out in Walk of Shame. We went to Surrounded by Idiots. This is the last show that I'm posting for Surrounded by Idiots. It will sunset after this. I've started the new She Talks Confidence. It's on Buzzsprout. It's on a new platform, but it's on every platform. You can find it everywhere, plus YouTube podcasts. But this will be the last one. So I figured, how appropriate is it that you are on the, you had the first show eight years ago and it'll be the last show on Surrounded by Idiots. And now we're starting. I'm starting a new thing. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And surrounded by idiots, can I just say, little aggressive, but the best podcast name I still have ever heard of. Seriously. Thank and you. it was so, still so relevant to like my life, but I'm just less aggressive when I'm sober. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> so, thanks, Lex, again. And Thank everybody, you. if there's any issues or conditions, quality, <laughs> questions, whatever, just, just you know, let me know in the, in the comments and I'll get back to you. Take care.